Welcome back to another episode of the Inquisitive Mamba podcast. This is episode 55, a familiar face to, to me, maybe not to you guys, but Corey Sokolov, welcome on the Inquisitive Mamba podcast. Hey, thanks, Joey. Appreciate appreciate the time. I'm excited to talk some puck today. We've been talking about this for the past few months, and now we finally get you on the show. It's a pleasure to have you. I see uh, you know, the lightning uh, hat. I see a lightning uh, symbol behind you. I see a lightning hockey net. I see it all. I see it's all lightning. So the floor is yours. Uh, you've been wanting to talk NHL for a while now. So let's go. Let's let's get right into it. Yeah, obviously I'm a huge lightning fan, but I'm down just to talk about kind of what's going on in the NHL this year because it's pretty it's pretty exciting year right now, especially the way kind of the league is looking, the way that the dynamic between the east and the west that we really haven't seen in the last few years the west has been pretty you know dominant in a lot of size uh, size yeah. speed anything like that they've just been really dominant and you can see that there's usually one or two maybe even three favorites coming out of the west that's really not like the case this year no not at all <laughs> like I, I i and i think that's like a good kind of starting off point like there's so much going on in the East that you don't even focus on the West right now. And it's like, who are those teams that are going to, you know, poke through and maybe go on a hot run? Cause that's kind of what you need in the playoffs. Like you look at every sport, like you would know, like yeah, if you get that one hot player, that one hot line, like you're good to go to make a run to the Stanley cup at least. And you don't know what could go from there, but definitely getting, getting rolling on the West is pretty, pretty crazy right now. It's it, for, for me, it's hard for, you know, a team in the West to gain a lead because I was looking at the standings earlier today and the Oilers are good. The Kings are good. The Avs are good. Obviously, they won the Stanley Cup last year. The Avs did. You got the Knights. You got the Wild. You know, the Kraken are, are right in that mix as well. So there's really no clear cut favorite uh, in the West, if you ask me. So that's kind of where, where I'm at. And you look at, you know, down the line there. I mean, it's hard to, you know, say a clear-cut favorite in the West. For me, I've, I'm still looking at the abs, obviously. You can't – it's hard to, you know, bet against mm-hmm. them. I know they've been hurt. Uh, McCarr has been in and out of the lineup. McKinnon's been hurt. Uh, Landis Gog, Mika Rantanen. So, I mean, those are the names that first come to mind for me. I mean, they lost, you know, Kemper this offseason. They kept a lot of their core. So, I mean, they're, they got the experience now. What's to say they can't, you know – muster up another run here down the stretch if they can get healthy yeah 100 percent. i mean going i think at the beginning of the season i'm pretty sure that the abs were you know once again the favorite even though you know, yeah. Cod- using losing Kadri was a huge you know that physicality he's just a main presence either on that second or third line yeah and uh yeah i mean you got to stay healthy especially you know to be successful in this league 82 games is a lot i mean they don't really do load management like the NBA does. So, you know, you kind of got to rely on the health of all your players. But right now, I mean, um, the standings in the West, uh, the Knights and the Stars are are one and two. Yeah. And what's really exciting about that is that there's there's a few trades going on right now. I mean, I think you you texted me a pretty big one that happened. Yeah. not to my liking, obviously, because <laughs> in the, the East, got better. but Ryan O'Reilly, but Ryan O'Reilly going over there. But a crazy thing with the stars right now is that they have a huge potential of getting Patty Kane. Yeah, I was just about, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because so, the, Ran- yeah. the yeah, the Rangers want him as well. And the stars are that they're it's like they're they're that one player away. You know, it reminds me of some some NBA teams in the past where they're just that one player away. Uh, you know, and that's where kind of I'm at with them. I mean, they've got, you know, Jason Robertson, who's having a great year. They still have Sagan, Jamie, Ben, uh, uh, Myro, uh, is it Heiskin in his name is, I can't, some names I can't pronounce the NHL. He's their defenseman. Yeah. yeah they have him. They got two good yeah. goalies, Scott Wedgwood. And, uh, what's, what's the other goalie's name there for the, for the stars? Uh, I can't think of his name. Scott, Wed- Jay, Scott Wedgwood. Is it Jake Ottinger? Jake Ottinger. Yeah. That's him. Jake Ottinger. So, yeah, so there's two goalies right there for them. You add a Patty Kane, what's to say you can't make a run? But, you know, the Blackhawks are going to want a lot. You know, it kind of rem- relates back to the NBA. They, I mean, the Blackhawks have been, you know, in that same situation the past few years. Are you going to move Taze? Are you going to move Kane? I think now's the time you do it. I think you just, you got you to gotta move on from these two guys. Yeah. You won your three cups. It's been, what, eight, nine years now? So it's like, I think it's time to get some, you know, something back in return. For a guy who's probably just going to leave this offseason, isn't Kane a free agent this offseason? 
I believe so. I mean, what what yeah. do you think he's actually worth right now? Like, do you do you think that he's he's worth kind of? I mean, so in all honesty, too, what I've yeah. heard is that there's no chance that he's going to go to the Rangers anymore because they just traded the, For Tarasenko. the Blues. I mean, they just kind of right. unloaded with Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly's gone. So the Blues are in the same kind of boat as the Blackhawks, but the Blues kind of understood what they could get for those players at the time. You know, what do you think that they, like, the Blackhawks are trying to look for, especially with Patty Kane? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously they're looking for a first, of course. I mean, the the, the Leafs got, or excuse me, the Blues got a first for Ryan O'Reilly. And I don't know if he's ha- half the player as Patrick Kane is. I would definitely, I think Patrick Kane's obviously a better player, of course. But, uh, you know, Ryan O'Reilly brings that physicality to the Leafs that, you know, they they haven't had, I guess, in, you know, in, in recent years. But to Patrick Kane, you definitely got to get a first, at least a first and maybe one other prospect, probably even two, maybe three. He's Patrick Kane. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Is He's at the end of his career, but he just had, mm-hmm. what, five points in, uh, two, uh, two nights ago? So it's like. I, well, I think that getting that hat trick, especially <laughs> against the Leafs, was a little f you to to not only you know the yeah. Eastern Conference, the Leafs, and everybody else, but you know the entire league. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, you know, adding a guy like Patrick Kane to the Stars definitely mixes up the West, and it probably puts them right at. I don't know if it puts them on you know a level of you know a Tampa or a Boston or a team at, as that nature in the you know matching up to the East wise, but. I mean, it would definitely, you know, help them out a lot, but we'll see. I mean, depends right. on I mean, that's all that matters right now. Yeah. The deadline's not until March 3rd. Anyways, I looked it up as well. So, I mean, there's still, you know, some time. It's not like it's the NBA where everything was happening that one week span. The NHL tra- trade deadline has been going on for the past few weeks and obviously it doesn't have as much noise, but it's not until March 3rd. So there still is time, but the better Patrick Kane keeps playing, the more, his stock keeps going up uh, trade wise. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, no, that's completely true. And you got to look at it <laughs> the bigger picture too. Like in the NHL, especially like the salary cap is so the salary cap is so low compared to other sports. So like, you yeah. know, trade value is massive. So, you know, getting these trades before the, tr- the or the getting these picks before the trade deadline through these trades yeah. is going to create so much leverage for these you know, shittier teams or teams that are, you know, in the quote unquote rebuilding phase of their organization. Yeah. So I think that's why, like, I know, I know the Blackhawk organization has come out and said that they're not going to be trading Jonathan Taves. I saw that. Yeah. Because of, of the questionable, you know, injury going on, which I completely get, but in all honesty, like, you know, they, that, that is true. They, they, they're not going to get the value that he would be if he was, you know, at least at 80% healthy. Right, exactly. So like I said, if you're not going to move on from Taze, you got to move on from Patrick Kane if you're the Blackhawks. You have to do it. You have to get something in return for him, especially if he's a free agent this offseason. Do it, sell, do what you need to do, and move on. Because, I mean, at this point, he's his stock just, or his, you know, it's just going to keep going up for him. He's going to continue to play better. You know, there's really no pressure on him. Patrick Kane can really fit in anywhere, you know, so – but yeah, we talked a little bit yeah. about, you know, the Ryan O'Reilly uh, trade to the Leafs, you know, briefly about that. Patrick Kane, where you think he's going to go. So uh, well, how about McDavid last night, though? 800 points in 545 games. I mean, what else what, what else does this guy need to do? I mean, he needs to win a cup, but hockey's one of those sports where, man, one man, I mean, he's got Leon Dreisaitl, but, you know, the one man show is tough. And they went out and they got. Uh, yeah, no, it's. They went out and got Jack Campbell. this It's, it's, it's difficult. They it's went difficult. out and they got. I mean, yeah, they went out and they got Jack Campbell from the Leafs to try to uh, you know put put them in con, uh, you know contention for the cup. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's going to do it for them, but I mean, one of these years, yeah. McDavid has to win a cup. One of these years, he's got to do it. <laughs> I mean, I it's not going to be in Edmonton. I think. No, that, I think no. I think it. I don't think it's going to be in Edmonton, but. Yeah, no, I th- I think like you got to just like watch the guy in awe. Like you're watching like one of the best to do in all time. There's never kind of in my my lifetime. I mean, I've watched Brady and stuff like that. Obviously, he's been awesome, but yeah. I haven't seen an athlete in his respected sport be as dominant as Connor McDavid has consistently. This young, but there's somebody that really comes to mind for me. And I think you may be able to figure this one out here. LeBron James, when he was in Cleveland, his first stint. He wasn't able to crack the case. He couldn't yeah. get to the finish line. He made it to the finals. They got swept. 
They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Last year, same thing with McDavid. They made it to the Western Conference Finals against the Avs, and they weren't able to – I mean, the Avs were stacked last year. But it kind of gives me that right. you know feel of when are you going to crack through? Because, I mean, now he's, what, 20 – is he, what, 26, 27? He's got to be around that there. age. Yeah. But, I mean, you know what they were really missing last year? I mean, obviously there was no really getting through the Avs last year, but they were definitely yeah. missing goaltending, and they obviously they, yeah. they, they, they kind of stocked up with Jack Campbell. You know, he's a solid number one out, out in the West during the regular season. But, yeah. you know, even the Oilers' actual, you know, organization hasn't kind of broken through that barrier, like you said, to – to get to the finals and, and and it's and especially in a one line they play very pond hockey type style they're very open very free you look at the t- amount of ice time that mcdavid and drive will both have like 28 <laughs> 30 minutes which is pretty ridiculous for you yeah. know, skaters but it's just not kind of a winning scheme it, it's not going to be no. a winning scheme for the time being even if there's not really a definitive best in the west uh currently when it comes playoff time, I don't think that style of hockey is uh, real favorable. No, I don't think so either, especially they don't – I mean, their defense is still the same as it is, you know, as it was last year. So that's another thing for me. But like I said, I think it's just, a, you know, it's just a, a pool of teams out, out west. I don't think there's a team you can really just go and pick. That's the team out west. You know, I think in the east, maybe you could say Boston, obviously, they look like the most complete team. But the east is the east. I think it's more of a clear cut in the east compared to the west that's that's how i'm feeling at this point yeah. now if the stars do go get patrick kane they become the favorite in my book oh 100 i i completely agree i think if the stars get him they're the definitive number one but in all honesty i think you know it's completely open um if i mm-hmm. did have to choose one team that i think i can I, you know that tickles me a little silly and the uh, you know makes me a little excited um for a playoff run is the LA Kings. They they have some yeah. really young young talent, speed, physicality. They're Phoenix Copley and Net, dude. So I think if you want to say like who could make a run, you know they don't really have big name players. Anze Kopitar is kind of at the end of his career, but if you want to Adrian Kempe, kind of, Adrian Adrian, Adrian, Kempe, Adrian Kempe, so. Drew Drew Doughty's on the end of his career. Uh, Alex Iafalo uh, over there. So yeah, I mean yeah. they got. Uh, uh, Victor Arvidsson from the Predators a few years ago. Yes, I mean, they, they could definitely be primed to make a run, too. I just don't know if they – I mean, I think in a seven-game series, you know, a team like the Avs or a team like the Knights, I think they would handle, you know, a team like the Kings. But then again, the playoffs is a different animal. Who knows, you know? The Knights have been battling injuries. Mark Stone's right. out right now, too. So, But, yeah, so we talked a lot about the yep. NHL. Who's your pick out of the East before we do move on, and who's your pick out West? So I don't know, looking at the current playoff picture, what is actually realistic. Um, I think that right now that the, who is it? The Bruins obviously have the one seed. Yeah, their record is ridiculous. The Hurricanes could be a sleeper. Yeah, so um, obviously I want to be a little biased and pick the Lightning. I don't think we're going to be in the Stanley Cup Finals. I think we will be in the Eastern Conference Finals, actually. Um, Wow, again? (laughs) Yeah, I think when it comes down Oof. to it, I think it, I think somehow, some way, I think we'll play the Bruins in the second round, probably, mm-hmm. and I think we'll beat them in seven. So I think we're going to beat the Leafs in seven in the first round, and I think we're going to beat the Bruins in seven in the second round, and then probably kind of roll out of you know lose our steam going into the Eastern Conference Finals, um, playing those teams, and probably lose against the Hurricanes. So your I'm pick out pick west, your pick out west, pick the Hurricanes from the East, and then I'm going to pick the Kings from out west. Wow. So you're taking your Stanley Cup as the Kings and the Hurricanes. Yeah. Obviously, wow. as, a, as a fan, as a fan of the Lightning, I want to say it's going to be the Kings against the Bolts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is a possibility, mm-hmm. but I, th- I think I think the Hurricanes are going to somehow, some way make a run. I think I'm just so much of a Boston hater and, and I'm more of a realist than an optimist. I think they're going to blow it. Wow. I mean, I honestly think, I mean, I, I appreciate that. I honestly think it's going to come down to obviously up until March 3rd, a lot of these trades, of course, you know, can Boston make another trade? Are they able to get, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. I, I'm bad at pronouncing names, but there was somebody that was on their radar. I think he was on the blue jackets. So if they can make another trade, if the stars get a guy like Patrick Kane, or maybe another two, even if it's not the stars, I think whoever gets Patrick Kane, it could be like in that impactful trade that you get that guy at the deadline. He could he could go you go all the way with 
the team you have. So my pick out East, I'm going to stick with Boston. I like the two goaltender set with uh, uh, Swayman and uh, Linus Olmark. I like the way they're playing. And Poss is extremely hot. He just hit his, what, 40th goal mm-hmm. out West. Uh, I think if the abs get healthy, I'm going to take the abs. I think McCars going to McCars. Now he's coming back. McKinnon's coming back. If they can get healthy, I maybe goaltending's a little shaky with them with, uh, Frank and, uh, um, uh, the kid from uh, the Rangers there, um, Georgiev, if they, you know, if those two guys can stay right. consistent, I like Jared Bednark, they guy, they still have the team that they had last year. I mean, obviously they lost, you know, Kadri, but I got Bruins in the East and I got the abs out West. Hey, if they're healthy, they're dangerous. You know? Yeah. Last thing for you, are you buying or are you selling on the Toronto Maple Leafs? Let me let me point this out to you. Ryan O'Reilly hat trick last night. Yeah, okay, it was against the Sabers. They're you know a young team. You know, I, uh, but uh, I mean, I don't know, man. One of these years, the Leafs have to crack through. I'm not saying they're gonna win it all, but they have to get past the first round. And I think this is the year they do it. I think the Leafs. This is the first year, and what I don't even know how many years it's been. It happens every year, but one of these years, I think this is the year they crack through, get past the first round. Maybe there's some magic in so Toronto. You're, you're talking about. You're talking about this year, though, specifically yeah. this are you year. Bu- are you buying, buying or are you buying or are you selling on the Leafs? I think I'm. I'm gonna sell. I think they're gonna lose in the first round against the Lightning. You think they're gonna play the think. Lightning in the first round again? It's kind of locked. It's kind of locked in at this point. Yeah, one it's of these years they have to point. crack through, though. One of these years they have to crack through. Yeah, I completely agree. I just um, think with the core that the the Bolts have right now, I think coming up into it, like. The Leafs are going to get it. The Leafs will get it next year, the year after, possibly maybe the year after. But, but I don't. They, I don't think getting through the Lightning is the way is is the way they're going to get it because I think that we're just kind of their kryptonite. Does it remind you of the Astros and the Yankees? Kind of how the yeah, Yankees like in that sense, Astros. it's just like we. It's just like they can get the different team. You know, I might be biting biting my tongue come mm-hmm. playoff time after the first round when if the Lightning lose, but mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of just like that curse that. The first round, there's those specific teams. You know, ours was the Bruins for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't get through the Bruins. And, you know, we finally no. started beating them. Yeah. And, you know, we finally beat them. So yep. I think that it's, there's, it'll be, there'll be a time it could be this year. Yeah. Um, I just don't, I just don't know if it's going to be against us. I think it's, I think if they have a chance, real, real chance, it's, you know, this team was, it's going to last for a little while. But yeah. I don't know if it's going to be against us this year. I don't know. Bold, bold, bold. All right. So moving on to the NFL Super Bowl. What what, what were your thoughts of that Super Bowl? Quick little run. It was cool. It was it was fun to watch. It was a high scoring game. So I mm-hmm. I you know I enjoyed it. I had to bet the over. So that was fun. Jalen Hurts proved everybody. So that was awesome. He needs to get paid, which I'm you sure think so? he will. I'm how much? Sure will, how dude. much? How much do you think he deserves? That's the real question. Because I I was on a tangent about this last week. So how much do you think he deserves? So who's the highest paid NFL player right? or NFL quarterback? Is it Mahomes still? Yeah, it's Mahomes with that uh, $500 million contract he signed. Yeah, so I don't think that Hurts is going to get anywhere near that. Well, they think, say, they're saying 45. So I think he'll get like a four-year, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, four, probably four-year, $125, mil, like yeah, that type of thing. Really, I'm. I mean, it's. I think it's about the guaranteed so money. It's like he gets thirty. Too. So then, I think what eighty-five percent of that will probably be guaranteed. The thing is, is I, I think he gets more than that because, especially with the franchise tag too. So you got to think. I think he gets somewhere in the forty to forty-five range, especially with the with the salary cap keep going up with the new market. Yeah, I just think it, it's also you know you got to look at the bigger picture too. You got to look at how much you know possibly Lamar is going to get paid. Deshaun Watson, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson screwed up, screwed up that QB market, man. He screwed up everything, and I heard a very interesting take. I would love to get your your your. your uh, I'm all your take I'm all ears as well. Yeah, I'm all that, ears. Um, up in Washington, what's going on? That mm. Dan Snyder might want to try and leave a better taste in the fans and the organization. So, by hiring Eric Bieniemy. Everybody's yeah. like, "Yay, that's cool. That is gonna entice Lamar to 
come over eric and eric and him have some past relationships so mm. there are talks of lamar possibly you know ending up in washington so i appreciate that but for me i, I don't obviously i think lamar is you know bet, he's betting on himself of course you know especially the whole thing of you know this offseason they let go of greg roman they bring in todd munkin do they have the weapons i think really it's going to be about what lamar wants to do because he can, I guess, well, I guess the, the Ravens can franchise he's his own tag agent. him. And he can, he, yeah, he's his own agent. The Ravens can franchise tag him. He can sit that, sit out if he wants to. But I do like the enemy thing. Commanders, <sighs> Lamar with the Commanders, I mean, they got a pretty good defense. They have weapons. Uh, yeah, they got Jahan Dotson, the rookie from last year. Uh, the running backs with Antonio Gibson, uh, Brian Robinson. Their O-line's not bad. I, I don't know if that would be his best decision. And then I saw the Falcons as well. I'm going to say no on the Commanders. I'm saying yeah. I'm saying thumbs down on the Commanders. You know what? When I'm If I'm the Colts, I'm trading for Lamar Jackson. You've been in the QB carousel for God knows how long now. You have the first pick in the draft. What's to say you can't go get a Lamar? Because none of those guys are better than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, okay, I get it. You have to pay Lamar Jackson 100%. But what's to say you can't go get Lamar? Trade the first pick for Lamar Jackson. Do it. The, the you, Bears have the first pick, though. Yeah, tr- I'm saying trade up to get the first oh, pick. Trade, with, uh, with the oh, trade. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the Bears are going to be taking calls, the whole thing with Justin Fields yeah. and Bryce Young. See if you can do it. If the Ravens, If the Ravens don't want to pay him, the Colts should go yeah. down. <laughs> the Colts I think should try re- to in, like, yeah, I, I think it's re- in reality, you know, it's going to be Baltimore somewhere else. Like, like Baltimore, I think in rea- in reality, these you know these things always turn out to be the team that they kind of end up back on. But yeah, it's here's about- a good here's a good trivia question for you: Where does Lamar currently have a residence, though? His main house is it where is it your neck of the woods up there in uh, Saint no. Tampa? No, Washington D.C. <laughs> it's in Maryland. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. So my dad lives in Maryland, so the a lot of the Ravens players are like live in that you know D.C. Maryland area. So it's I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess so, it makes sense. So people say it might be closer, you know, to the Commander Stadium. <laughs> I mean, I, I I appreciate the speculation. I'm just playing with you. I know I appreciate the speculation, but okay, listen to this, right? But, Imagine this. Now that I'm thinking about it, the NFC East, the Cowboys paid Dak. The Eagles are going to pay Hertz. Lamar would be paid by the commanders and then the giants are either going to tag Jones or they're going to pay him. That's four quarterbacks that are on $40 million contracts right there. Imagine that. NFC beast. I mean, this, this year was awesome watching that division, dude. Imagine that though. I mean, I don't know when the last time you've heard of a division with four quarterbacks being paid that much money. Not all, now, not all of those quarterbacks are elite, but getting that much yeah. money. Wow. I mean, I don't, they weren't getting paid a lot, but when it was, you know, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, wash the bucks out of that because we were trash during that era right um matt ryan i think that's probably right around the, the time he signed his massive deal Yep, matt ryan cam newton and breeze yeah so yeah i mean well then again i, I guess last year stafford russell wilson and kyler but i don't and uh yeah i don't remember the right. last time i don't remember the last time for kyler but kyler wasn't division. getting paid that type right. of money last year because he signed no. his yep. his contract that's what I'm saying. So I don't yeah. remember the last time. I think if you're looking, yeah. All right. So did you I see think if you the- look at it though, if you yeah. if you're Lamar though, you gotta look at like obviously, you know, where can you go to win? Exactly. That's what I, I'm saying. It seems like he's such a likable person. He actually is yeah. such a leader in the locker room and he genuinely cares about everybody and he wants to win. So it seems like he mm-hmm. can get along with the majority of the organizations. Maybe, you know, it would come from the other side, you know, from the front right. office coming towards him, but you know, you got to look at the bigger market teams that are able to give just him just a shit ton of money. And he, you know, he can actually compete. Yeah. Last and, thing, and they, there's very few of those. The last thing about Lamar, though, is obviously he's comfortable in, in Baltimore with with uh, with John Harbaugh. So and I mean, they have a good defense. They just hired Todd Munkin. If you can just give him a little bit of help on the outside. And then we can have this conversation. And it, but the thing is, Lamar's got to stay healthy too, and his mind's got to be in it because he hasn't. He didn't stay healthy this year. I mean, I know they shut him down in December because of the knee injury, but I mean, he's got to stay healthy too, you know. So if you're going to give a guy right. that much money, you expect him to be playing all 17 games. So did you see uh, today that Netflix is announcing a quarterback uh, like Doc that follows Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Mariota? 
this docuseries is the first yeah, project for Netflix and NFL <laughs> films, plus Omaha Productions. Peyton Manning getting the bag. QBs were mic'd up for every game. What are your thoughts? God, I can't wait for the Marcus Mariota side. <laughs> right? God, that's going to be so hilarious. Netflix is just coming out with heat for the sports world right now. Everything coming out with Netflix with full swing, you know, that based off the F1 stuff, the yeah. break point, everything. This is going to be cool, especially, dude, Pat Mahomes is a superstar. He's the best quarterback in the league. He's the best yeah. football. He's the best player in the league. So, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's, that's I think, that's probably the, the coolest appeal to this. I think having, like, Kirk Cousins in this, too, because he went pretty viral this year. This is yeah. for this past season, right? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, I would imagine. So, so. I think it's going to be cool, you know, having good quarterbacks and then a guy that's kind of more normal probably in the way that he – you know, goes about his life because he's not a superstar in Marcus Mariota. So I think it's going to be a cool, a cool dynamic to see the side of the NFL like that. But I've obviously got to think that the NFL had a lot of say in the production of this. So yeah, of course. Well, I guess um, Omaha Productions is as well done as well, Peyton Manning's uh, productions. But I think what will be cool to see is if we can see the downfall of Mariota and Arthur Smith, the relationship there when he, you know, supposedly walked out of the practice facility and he didn't come back you know he had because he hasn't been with the team from that whole thing mm -hmm. he just basically quit on them and then Kirk Cousins with the two chains with the chains around him on the sideline and then on the plane so yeah I mean Kirk, I, any, Kirk anytime you can see that you know watching film especially on Netflix because their quality is great I think it'll be cool to see yeah but, yeah, let's, let's hope it's a little more like full access behind the scenes than like yeah. hard knocks has kind of become well, they also said that they're going to be going into the players' homes too, and they're going to be doing stuff in there as well. So, be cool. But anyways, yeah, about, I'm sure did, I'm sure Netflix will crush it. Did, did you see this between with the Jets and Derek Carr? They told potentially told him that he would be a Hall of Famer. He he's going to Canton if he can win a ring with the Jets. Did you see that? I mean, I think that's one of the one of a thing that you can say to during a recruiting trip. But Derek Carr going to Canton in what way? In what world? Well, how, I, I I was like I was it's like for him to switch into that championship mentality. I don't think it's physically going to happen. But you know, if you if you lock up and if you lock up in there, maybe a ring is in your future. But I don't think uh, the the bust of your face is going to be uh in Canton. But if, if a you're ring will be on your finger. If you're the Jets. And you're sitting in the 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 uh, the room with your with the team with the GM, the owners, the coaches. Do you want Derek Carr or do you want Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, that's a really good question. Obviously, I think my, I mean, my answer: you want to win, you go for the better quarterback, and right. you want experience and stuff like that. I think locker room, especially in that that organization, I think is a little better fit. Um, but I'm gonna go with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think okay. he's just a better. I think he's just a better quarterback. I think Salah's game uh, kind of fits him better. I think Derek Carr's probably more like, but I think the Jets want kind of that that dog and that aggressiveness in, in, within the locker room. That seemed like they kind of want that as a team this year. You know, their defense was awesome to watch. It was. It was. It was special. And I think Rod. You know, if it, I you don't know what Rodgers is thinking of in his four days of um, silence and meditation, but yeah, uh, but yeah, that would be I think an awesome setup for him. So I'm going to take the other side of the coin and I'm going to say Derek Carr. And the reason I'm going to say Derek Carr is because if you take, if with this situation, you don't have to give up anything draft pick wise. I technically think you already have the roster to compete. You're just missing the quarterback. Now Rogers is better than Derek Carr at 10 times over nine, you know, in any, in every way, shape or form. But my thing is, is you give up the two first round picks for Rogers, potentially another young player, and also taking on that contract of 58 million when you can just pay Derek Carr, let's just say you, I don't know, let's say they do a one-year deal or a two-year type deal. And the, I mean, the quarterback market keeps going up. So let's just say he's in the 30 to 35 ballpark. Rodgers is getting paid 45 to 50. And you're giving up draft picks. And we don't I know mean, how much gotta, longer Rodgers has left too. You got to look at the AFC though. If you want to win, you got to, you got to have a star. Um, no, I completely agree with you in every case. I, I'm going to stick with Rogers though. Cause like you got to, you know, nowadays you got to go through Mahomes, Allen and, you know, now Burrow. Yeah, no, that, and that's a good way to put it too. And you got to think too, New York is a huge market. The, you know, the, the, uh, the expectations are all about winning. 
the championships are, you know, right there. Obviously, I mean, the, you know, the, you got the Giants, the Jets, the Yankees, the Mets, the Rangers, all those teams. It's all about winning. It's just like the, you know, the L.A. market as well. So, I mean, yeah, I, I can see that side of it as well. You take what you can get. And I mean, if the Packer, if you're if the Jets are wanting to give up the draft picks, they said they're willing to do it. So. I guess they're just waiting on Rodgers, but also too, is, he's is Rogers... the, such a wild card though. Like, yes, we exactly. can make speculations. I think we can make, you know, better speculations based on, you know, actual talks and, you know, some research on some other players, but he's just such a wild card. Like he is, he, might go, he might go to the most random team. He, you know, <laughs> probably will end up staying, which, you know, happened last year. Like, yeah, there's just stuff that just happens to this guy that, like, we could talk about him because he likes to be talked about, but he'd say that loves he doesn't it. like to be talked about. He loves it. Um, the last but, thing, yeah, on, whatever team gets him will be better, of course. So, the, the last thing on Rodgers, though, is like you said, if he wants to have fun, I think he'll go to the Raiders. If he wants to win, he'll go to the Jets. You can stay with the Packers. You're not, I don't think you're going to win. I mean, well, I guess the NFC technically is wide open in a way, but I mean, you could stay with Green Bay. They just re signed Aaron Jones. I mean, you could probably still win that division. I think it's going to be about, I, I honestly think it's stay with the Packers or he retires. I think the Jets and the Raiders is just speculation. The Jets are going to want to do it. It's just Bob if Rogers wants to do it. So I, I completely agree. I, I don't see a reason in my eyes why should he should kind of, you know, continue outside of green bay you know if he wants to give it one more shot go for it that's up to you man but like don't bring that type of mindset to the other teams and kind of make more of you know drama and you know antics i don't think you know he wants to open his mind he wants Mm. to open his mind in this four day this four day thing like he's so he's talking all about like his meditation and stuff i think he you know he actually might come out of this to realize you know i'm coming to the end or i should just stay and end it here i don't know what's going to happen but he's still great so i don't think that yeah i mean i don't know i don't know if is i think it's either retire or but i just don't see him sitting up taking or you know going away from that that 58 million that he's due from the rain from the packers i think he opts into that and stays who's going to walk away from that i mean then again there's other side of it too you've won you got four mvps you got the super bowl you're a legend already what's to say he doesn't just walk away but I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, yeah, move, moving Damn, on. That money, that money sounds tasty. Right. Moving on to Daniel Jones. Should the Giants pay him or not? I've talked about this for the past like two months, and now we're here because the franchise tag window is here. Do you franchise tag Jones, or do you give him the long contract, or do you let him walk? What are your thoughts? I mean, if you're running with Dable, you sign Daniel Jones. To what money, though? Because he wants $45 million too. <laughs> i mean what's yeah he wants I think 45. the market the market's changed for the quarterbacks i mean go back to jalen hurts i think that he's going to be guaranteed that then so i mean you pay the guy i think if, if dable showed that this year you could show you you play to his strengths and when you play to his strengths they're really solid i think you got to build around them you know their wide receivers were terrible this year none of them stayed healthy yeah i, I think know, their line for... is is hit or miss you know their defense was good mm-hmm. but it could it could be better and i think Daniel yeah. jones played outstanding this year so i think you know do you want to risk you know going through a rebuild with that quarterback just to find another daniel jones or do you want to stick with the daniel jones that you have i appreciate that though but for me it's i think you franchise tag him you let saquon barkley test the open market if he doesn't want to come back fine but I know that I, it, you have to make the decision. It's between, it's with Jones and Barkley. They're the duo right now. I think you tag Jones. Most people don't like to pay running backs, but if you don't want to lose Saquon, then you give him the 12 and a half or 13 or some, something in that ballpark. But I just think if you give Jones the long-term contract, I think it's going to be a disaster in New York. I think it's going to be a disaster. I think you franchise tag him, let him play again, prove it to you. And see where you can go because Dave, him and Dable are comfortable, obviously. And maybe you can get a you know receiver in the, if you do draft a receiver in the draft. You're gonna cut Kenny Galladay, of course. So my my thing is is you tag, you tag Jones. He's let Barkley test the open market. If he wants to come back, fine. If not, sayonara. I know how important Barkley is to that offense, but to pay a guy you know running back like that, I don't know. He Some still has this season him. to go though, right? Who, uh, Barkley or Jones? Is it Barkley? Barkley. Saquon's a free agent. Oh, he's a, he is a free agent? 
Yeah, he's a free agent. Yep. Okay. Because I was so, going to say, it's good. They would, if he did have one more year, they would have done the exact same thing that they did with McCaffrey or something. You know, play, yeah. play the three games and then trade him. <laughs> yeah. It's Saquon Barkley, just to, just to confirm here, he is, uh, he is a free agent. He's an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. So, wow. So and, that's going to be very interesting then. Yeah. Some teams are going to throw offers at him. If the Giants don't tag him, you know, I think with this Giants new GM, Joe Schoen, uh, is he is he wanting to tag Jones? Or is he going to want to tag? You know, it's going to be about what he wants to do and what's the best for the Giants. Like I said, you need to tag Jones. See what you can see. What take on Barkley can test the open market, and if he comes back, he comes back. And Giants fans, they're in a they're in a tough pickle at this moment. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know that that's going to be interesting. We talked about Lamar. Where where do you think Lamar is going to play? If 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 you were to say a team, where do you think he's going to play next year? You said where do you think? Yeah, I actually wild card. We mentioned it for a few other players, but I could see him going to New York. Lamar Jackson, the Jets. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. I mean, that would be insane. I mean, I would be, you know, drinking myself to death by drinking milk. But if he was in the same division with Mac Jones, Josh Allen and Tua, I would, yeah. I, oh my gosh, I'd be like, those aren't two free wins anymore from the Jets. <laughs> I think you look at the actual, you know, team yeah. build, the Jets mm-hmm. and the Ravens are very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, they are. They both have really good defenses. They're they don't really have any vertical threats. I mean, obviously the Jets have you know that stud Garrett Wilson, uh, you know, but and Brees Hall is going to come back. Oof, Lamar with that. But I just think that the Jets are more uh, more of you know an up uh, you know uphill than a downhill like the Ravens. So I just think yeah. they also you know they have the big money. They have that money available. They have the quarterback position available. I think you know. It's, yeah, the, it's it's a Lamar being his own agent. He understands that he is also a brand. And yes. being in a big and being in a big city would really help his brand, not only with football, but you know, the lifestyle side of it. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, no, I agree. The last thing on the NFL, if you're the Cowboys, I've seen this in the past few days. Should you cut Zeke? No. Like, okay. Ooh. I said oh, so okay. I I yes. Like uh-huh. as like an NFL fan, yes. But I think if you're the Cowboys, you just you just don't. You just can't. Like you're gonna give him 15, I know, that contract he's on, and then you're gonna lose Pollard probably in that's what I'm saying. unless they like, franchise tag him. What what else? Like Jerry Jones is so outspoken about this. He he said that Zeke is gonna like be on the team, even even if he won't be. You're gonna need that older dude, like a Leonard Fournette, or I guess Lenny's kind of transformed himself, but you need the goal right. line guy, you know, yes. transform him, transform him in, into the goal line guy, you know, work something out with him, um, you know, guarantee a lot more money than he's probably Worth. wanting in some way. <laughs> but, 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 you know, that the, the actual overall number can be lower if the guaranteed yeah. money is higher. So I think that something's going to be worked out, but I think I, it would be awesome to see him not be on that team anymore, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> okay. For me, if I'm the Cowboys, I mean, I, I don't see Jerry cutting uh, Zeke, but if for me, I would cut Zeke, cut your ties and bring back Tony Pollard. Now you can, now that's one or two ways. You can also keep Zeke and you can tag Pollard and then you're in a cap situation there, but then you're probably going to lose out on Dalton Schultz. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I personally think that you should cut Zeke Keep Pollard and then go from there. But that that's that's me if if I were the Cowboys because that I mean Pollard showed me. this year that he's got to be he's going to be you know fifty percent plus in touches going into next or like for the next season he's got yes be. you have to you have to have him you have to keep him involved in the offense he is I at one point at one point of the season he was the focal point of the offense you know so he yeah. was he was the the main you know point of their offense so yeah. I think they will. I think they'll throw the tag on him. So, but yeah. So, last part of the show here is the NBA. Did you watch that All Star game? I mean, not really, <laughs> but like kind of. I watched like it was kind of it was kind of buns. I watched like Twitter, you know, Twitter highlights and um, videos and stuff like that. I saw like Mac McClung's <laughs> all 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 four dunks in 20 seconds or whatever mm-hmm. the videos are but nah i didn't really tune in to to watch the whole thing 
So I watched the All-Star game itself for the first half. I was tuned in. Like, I was sitting there like I was glued to the TV. When LeBron was in, I was super excited. And then when LeBron got announced at halftime he wasn't going to play, I was like, oh, I'm tuned out. And then I just I put well, it on I mute. watched. <laughs> I, put I it started watching it when, when the coverage started. And then three and a half hours later is when the actual game started. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I guess it was cool to see Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have the little one-on-one show there. Yoke had said he's not really fit for the All-Star game. He said it's not really for him. I think he said he had, he had four points or something. It was funny, though. But it, it they actually, the ratings, it got the worst ratings of all time. It was so low. An All-Star game, easily the lowest ever. I mean, that's a bad look on the yep. NBA, if you ask me. For all the effort and work they put into it for that weekend. and that's I just what you don't get. understand as... They're they're putting a lot on the entertainment value side, you know, the actual fan experience. I don't yes. think that a lot of people are enjoying. I think that's what it is. I think you got to bring back, you know, what people actually enjoy to watch. None of these, obviously, I get it's a family friendly, you know, sporting event, yeah, just like course. every other sporting event is. Yeah. But paying Vin Diesel a gross <laughs> amount of money to talk for the first ten minutes to talk about family and, <laughs> yeah. you know, in this type of stuff. It's not going to do that or doing, you know, it's cool to bring, you know, a guy like Mac McClung that you know is going to do some crazy stuff Yeah. to the dunk even contest. Even though he's not even really in the NBA, but that's a whole nother discussion. If you signed a like two-way contract like that, with the Sixers, like, that's a joke. If you wanted to do something cool, they should bring back like the celebrity or the uh, other sport uh, dunk contest that they did back in the day. You know, oh yeah, Deion, San- Deion Sanders, Chris Carter, and all of them were competing in a dunk contest. Like that's cool stuff that I would watch. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot that really the NBA, especially that weekend, brings to the fan experience. I I'm glad you brought up the family thing because it it there it's like a it doesn't make any sense for me because you have Vin Diesel on there and then at halftime you're showing 21 Savage and Post Malone and they're cursing and they're blurting out words. And then Thames is on there and it's like a sexual performance. So that's really not family. Like what kids watching that they're like taken back. I mean, obviously, you know, adults and, you know, with their kids at the game, they're like, what the hell is all this? So it doesn't make any sense for me, the whole family aspect of it. You're going to start it off with Vin Diesel, like you said, saying family, then you move into the halftime and you're just like, this is provocative. This isn't for kids. You know, the worst part about the whole, the worst part about the actual, you know, that whole thing is the game it's just not it's boring you you watch you watch so they talk about these all-stars like they're everything because you know they're in their respected sport but when you put them on the court together they're you know you want to see them compete and you don't get that out of this weekend no not at all and i get it guys don't want to get hurt and that's yeah guys don't want to get hurt i completely get that but completely agree there's like two sides of it. They were what they were saying was is the the players were oh this was boring you know this it was just like a layup line and then fans are saying well you're not the ones you're the ones that control the outcome you're not putting the effort in as we're sitting here watching you guys you can make it more competitive like what a couple of years ago when it was down to the wire with that LeBron uh, Giannis showdown it was the like they were they were hyping this fourth quarter up this year this this All Star game and it was like oh there was no commercials they're gonna play real defense. That didn't have any effect on the game. It just it just felt really bland. I don't know. I I just I didn't really care for it to be honest. If with they you. really wanted to make it exciting, which they won't do, but Go back make to it East like a West. blacktop thing, you know, shorten right. the time. Yep. Don't make a full game. Do three on three tournament for like yep. one night and let the guys have a, a week off of vacation to spend time with their families in Mexico and the Bahamas or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, they don't want to be here anyways. Like and the and the last thing too is is for me, the obviously the Mac McClung thing in the dunk contest. He's really, I mean, he signed the two way contract. That was weird. And then also the G League versus the Rising Stars. Like, come on! Like, no disrespect to Scoot Henderson and the and the rest of those guys, but like, Scottie Pippen Jr. going up against uh, Paulo Boncaro and Benedict Matherin and Evan Mobley. Like, what? I mean, I get it. you're. I get. I get it. You're trying to get it. Give exposure for the G league. You're trying to let people see what they're all about, but they're not going to match up next to the rising stars. These, these rising stars yeah. are going to be all-stars in a, in a season or two. Boncaro is probably going to be an all-star next year. 
you, you know, he's on that trajectory. He's on the level. I mean, he's going to win rookie of the year. Yeah, he's know, awesome. No clear cut. So it's just like, it doesn't make any sense for me for rising stars versus G league. So that that's, that's my thoughts on it at least. Yeah. Shout out Matt McClung though. God. Yeah. Right. So De- De- DeMar DeRozan had this to say, I think it's, uh, you should be, you shouldn't be considered for MVP if you're not playing at least in all 82, all 82 games, a minimum of 72. What are your thoughts on that? I like it. I love it. Really? I like it. As, as a sports fan, yeah, I like it. I completely understand the load management, but like as a, like I'm a, a sports fan and watching one of these guys to compete, I completely yeah. agree with that, especially if you want to be most valuable player of a league. You know, yeah. you should play, you know, the majority of the season. Maybe not all 82 games, but I like having like a 78-game type thing on that because that will entice guys, you know, to play more, especially – a lot of these times too, you see, especially on ESPN or whatnot on yeah. Twitter, people traveling from around the world or out of state and stuffing to go see LeBron or Giannis or Luca play, and then yep. they're just a healthy scratch where their knee quote yep. unquote hurts for the night. So well, I think managing. that that would entice the yeah the, the that would entice players to play more, and I think that would be awesome and it would bring more money to the game, and I think it would be more enjoyable to watch, especially during the regular season, which basketball doesn't really matter then. I'm 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 glad you said that because Anthony Edwards at All Star break he said. I don't think it's fair. You know, these guys are load managing, you know, every other night and these, you know, fans and are coming from all around the world and they're, you know, watching the game and they can only afford one game to go to. And these guys are just load managing on any given night. So I just don't think it's fair. I, and I think that ties into the MVP conversation as well. So I, and my first initial thought was, okay, let's just say the players play 65 games. Well, that's missing 17 games. That's a lot. I think a minimum of 70 is fair. You miss 10 games. Okay. That's fine. But anything past that, that's a lot. You know, so, but yeah, I, I think that's, yeah, I think no, that's I completely right agree. Something, it's something right like on. this should be put in place. Something like yeah. this should be put in place because it, it, you know, it will make everything, you know, the value of the NBA every, in every aspect will increase. Yeah. So away from the all-star break here, a few more things on the NBA, Russell Westbrook to the Clippers. What are your thoughts? So I, I mean, in my opinion, I think I love it. I think the Clippers have, I think the Clippers have been the deepest in the West. They just have the, the depth. Yeah. They just have the two most it depends guys if they in the can NBA. Stay healthy. Yeah. Yep. It just depends if they can stay healthy. Yep. I just, I don't even know if Kawhi is good or not anymore. I, I don't even rem- like in all honesty, He'll he'll drop buckets on a night and then four days so, later he's missed he's he's out with uh you know my my, so, my leg yes I want to say one hundred percent healthy in a perfect world if they are good to go oh yeah they're my pick in the West for sure really wow yeah wow. Coming, I mean coming out of the West for sure Russ Russ but, with that so Russ with, now, yeah. okay now with Russ. let me yeah. So, now let me talk about though a recent trade that just happened that kind of trumps that. We haven't seen how they're going to play yet, but down in Phoenix, mm. Slim Reapers be getting buckets, and if they can kind of figure out the team chemistry there, you know, if they if he can consistently put up points, Devin Booker can run the floor with points and assist. Chris Paul can feed the assist and DeAndre Ayton could just eat boards, that will be hard to beat them in a seven-game series if those five guys or four guys can consistently perform. Right. The thing for me is, is obviously their bench, and that's my biggest thing with their obviously, and, and that's my only concern. And is it is it enough time? Because it's late now. I mean, supposedly Durant's coming back this Sunday, potential return. Chris Paul is just coming back into the lineup as well. So it was Booker with the groin injury. He missed, what, about a month? So time is not in their favor. You know, is this, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident this move is for this season, but also I think if it gets a little late on the back burner, it could be, well, we're probably going to, we're going to be in a tough spot. You know, can we, can we stay fully healthy as a team? Because Kevin Durant is known to get hurt. That's my biggest thing, you know? So I don't know. They're not my pick mm-hmm. out West. They're not my pick out West. They're not my pick out West. I haven't, I haven't. But going back to the, the Westbrook, the Westbrook thing in the Clippers. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really, I do. I do like that pickup because obviously it's, it's still Russell Westbrook. We could hate yeah. on him as much as possible, but damn, that man, that man is athletic and, you know, he's a game changer. He does make a difference. He's out on the floor, good or bad, but he's gonna, 
he's going to play well. He's reunited with PG, so that's going to yep. be awesome. Um, yeah, they just got to stay healthy. They have the depth. They got the coaching. They just got to stay healthy. I, I think for me, you have to let Russell Westbrook command that second unit. If you let him start running with Paul George and Kawhi, I think you're you're taking the ball away from those two superstars. I think you're in trouble. So I think you have to let him stick with the second unit, command that, let him know his role that he is, you know, your sixth man, and then go from there. Because if you start putting him in that starting lineup and you start taking away minutes from Terrence Mann, who's been your starting point guard, I think you're going to be in trouble. Let him run that second unit with no, Bones, I go with Bones Highland, Eric Gordon, Batum, Rocco. Let him run that second unit, which is a solid group there. And let the first unit stick with what they've already done this season. You know what I mean? That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I could not. I completely agree, especially like the last like season and a half. It's shown like Westbrook has performed better, you know, not on that one. A he's kind of been that two A type guy. Yep. So yeah, coming absolutely. off the bench, six man, you know, if they need if they need, you know, he could be a starter, but you can't really have him fill a role like that you want him to stay as that six-man role coming off the bench as leader on that side so yeah it'd be cool to see i think that cool yeah absolutely so uh staying in staying in la here for a short little time here the lakers you know they're they're on a they're on a tough you know pickle they're in a tough spot there's only 23 games left but lebron was asked at the all-star break it's 23 of the most important games of my career for a regular season. I don't want to see myself being a part of the postseason or missing the postseason two years in a row. How important are these 23 games to LeBron's career? I don't know about, I don't know if you can say legacy because I think he's already proved what he's, you know, brings to the table, but this season alone for his future with the Lakers, what do you think of these last 23 games for him? I think he'll play 17 of them maybe for, you mm -hmm. know, the other eight or whatever load management. Really? Wow. So my, that's how much he cares about them. Really? I don't know. My, my thing here is, is I think if you start, you start piling up some wins, I think you, you can, you gain some confidence, but this, this seven game stretch that they have coming up is big. They, their first two, they got the Warriors and then the Mavs. So you still got to play the Clippers again in your 23 game stretch. You got to play the Grizzlies again coming up here too. So my thing here is, is if you start losing a few of these games, I think the mood and the, 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 it changes a lot. I, that's what I think here. It's like, all right, let's work. You know, the season's over, you know, you'll start seeing LeBron come up on the thing of my ankle soreness or the injury report of my leg or my foot. But if they start, if they can pile up some wins here, starting tomorrow against the Warriors, I think everything changes, but it's a second half. So we'll see uh, how it goes. But my last thing too, is, is the question is, is will this, you know, determine his, you know, time, you know, the rest of his time in LA, that's, that's my biggest thing. I don't, I don't think any of the, out, the outcome of this season matters where he ends up. I think it really is dependent on where his son gets drafted. I'm so, yeah, well, really, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I think like I, in, 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 I, like I said, again, like I'm more of a realist than I am an optimist. Mm -hmm. I hope to see him in the playoffs again. I don't, I honestly don't know if, you know, we will, yeah. but wherever Bronny gets drafted, that's all Bron cares about is playing with his son. And I think that he's kind of already focused on that at this point too. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's starting to really figure out because okay, is Bronny gonna you know play a year of college? Is he not? Because today it came out that he would be projected right. to the, the Magic. So I don't know there. But how about last one here of the NBA? How about Kevin Love to the Heat? Are you buying? Or are you selling on the Heat? Yeah, I mean, I always buy on the Heat because they're just exciting. But um, I don't think they'll be able to beat the Celtics uh, no. or the the Bucks still I think with both those teams healthy they just don't I don't really think Kevin Love is much of a a difference maker as people make him out to see you know I am a, you know I do check out the Cavaliers every so often that's kind of the team I root for weird enough but yeah you know over the past few years over the past few years he's you know obviously taken a pretty drastic decline obviously you know he's older he doesn't really move as well he's pretty dominant on the board still but he's just not really you know Good defensively. He doesn't, really give you, yeah. he doesn't really give you that value anymore. So I think it was great what the Cavaliers did 
um they're gonna retire his number which is crazy um, wow i mean yeah he, he brought a lot to that 2016 but, championship but team. yeah no i think it's a great sign pick, great pickup for the heat i mean dude can still play definitely especially on that team they have you know very similar type of you know team build to the Cavs. so i think he'll fit in pretty easily there and i think they'll he'll play the same exact type of role but you know in a different way next to next to kind of a stronger evan mobley and bam so yeah, I think, I think Bam, Bam is Bam's much more of a, a a normal big man rather than Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley's much more, you know, dynamic shooter, can dribble as well. So yeah, that and the the heat they have they they provide that floor spacing too, which is really good. They're known for their three point you know style of play, which is which is nice in a way for a guy like Love who you know can come in for you off the bench. You know, obviously he's a bench guy now, space the floor, you know, hit those threes because that's kind of how the Heat you know play that's their style of play so i mean yeah i I think i think it's a good pickup for them it's better than not getting him you know but it's just strictly knowing his role you know you're in the game you're coming in for you know give us some energy off the bench we need some threes you know i'm not expecting you to play defense because your knees are you know like this but you know off the you know grab some rebounds and you hit some threes and i think that you know is his will be his role and that's the exact type, like exactly the type of person he is too. Like he completely yes. understands the role that he is playing. Like especially yes. too, like throw back to whatever it was now seven years ago when the Cavs won the championship. Even then, he knew exactly the role that he was playing. He's a very smart. So he's a very I think smart it, player. Kevin Love's a very smart he's player. Very yeah, he's very balanced. That's why he's had like a, a legit and successful you know NBA career because he's smart on and off the court. So. I think yeah. that's going to translate definitely to the heat organization. So, and they have some pretty high standards down there too. Yeah. So no, I mean, adding I a guy like that, I think it'll help their, you know, their DNA down the stretch of the season with their, you know, just the guy who's won a championship before he's been there. You can help maybe some of those younger guys, him and Spo will definitely hit it off in the film room, of course, but I think it's a good pickup for them. It'll be cool to see how you know he fits in and when when he gets to play for them that's what i'm really looking forward to because you lost pj tucker he's not you know uh kevin love's not as a high energy guy as him but he's a he's a very efficient player which is nice to see he'll do he'll do what he can for yeah he puts the team first exactly he'll he'll fill those minutes that you need to be filled with so i mean it's it's exactly kind of what they needed will you know and make a difference probably but will it help them win a championship i don't know not in my eyes, but okay. So always for the Inquisitive Mama podcast, we just started to bring this back. When I first started, I would always do questions to end the show. So I'm going to ask you five questions, kind of rattle them off, and then we'll end it off. Here we go with number one. If you could visit any place in the world, where would it be? Um, Can I just say go to all seven wonders of the world? You can say that. It's or your does it have to be it's one. Your answer. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's your that. it's your answer. You want to okay. Favorite athlete of all time. Oh. Probably Steven Stamkos. Wow. I I I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting that. All right. Number three, if you could have dinner with one influential person dead or alive, who would it be? Um, oof. one person one person you could have dinner with okay. dead or alive influential it could be celebrity actor athlete whoever yeah i'll Story say the queen she probably i'll say the queen she was probably wow. a freak so she probably got some crazy stories to tell she's probably met some crazy people too Wow. Okay. Next question here. Predict FSU's football record this upcoming season. Ooh. What did we end last year with? Do we have three losses? I think you guys went what? Uh nine right. and three nine and three. I was think it, I th- was it nine I think, and three? I, I think, think it we're was gonna nine and three. I, yeah, I think we're I think we might be tending to do this next year. Wow. Okay. Next question. Yeah, they sorry, they went 10 and 3 because they won their bowl game. What is the weirdest food combination you enjoy? Huh. I don't know. I like everything. I'm pretty you know, growing boy gotta eat type thing. There's gotta but be one, there's gotta be one thing. There's gotta be one thing. 
Yeah, there's got to be one thing. I mean, I don't really do it much anymore. I feel like a lot of kids actually did it. But back in like early middle school and uh, late middle mm. school, early high school, potato chips, I would do like must or like um, ketchup and mayo together and oh. mix it up and then dip some like, okay. um, like plain Lay's potato chips in the ketchup and the mayo. And it was really good. Okay. All right. Fair. All right. Well, that's it for us. You know where to find us, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Thanks to Anchor for sponsoring this. As always, we will see you next time.